0: But I've got my thermals on. I've got one cereal bar. Uh, let's just see how far I go. Did you have any, 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 any
1: water or anything no, nothing, like that? No, nothing. Nothing. Literally, nothing, just one,
0: just a cereal bar. One cereal bar.
1: I mean, granted, you're surrounded by snow, so with enough patience, it can be watered. Yeah,
0: and the thing is, I had a, the, the, there was like a raging river as well. So I did have some. I did have some water on the way down, just from the mountain, which I thought was yeah, quite bare gonna... grills of me. Very
1: bare grills.
0: Um having some water from a from a stream. Yeah, but drinking
1: yeah. some fresh water. Whew,
0: brave man. Got, got three quarters of the way up. And at this point, you know, I'm I'm kind of it's getting the snow. Every step I'm taking is kind of like, is my foot gonna disappear into the snow? Oh yeah, yep. I'm up to my thighs. Uh, but at this point, I'm three quarters of the way up. and I've got one more kind of crest to go. And I'm thinking, look, I've come this far. Mm-hmm. I may as well try and get to the top. Yep. Uh, and at this point, I can now see why they cancelled the snowboarding, because the wind was literally knocking me off my the wind's
1: feet. wind's pretty strong, yeah.
0: But I was kind of like, look, it's almost there. I, th- I would hate if I just turn back now. I'm not going to give up. And so I pushed on up the last 150 yep. metres. And I kid you not, the last maybe 100 metres to the top, every single step I take, my leg was disappearing into the snow. And I'm just thinking, this is really, this is really stupid. It's just me. I've got no mobile phone signal. You're being actively dumb. I've got one cereal bar, which at this point I've eaten, mm-hmm. no water, oh, man. And, uh, and 75 miles an hour winds. Yep. And I'm up to my thighs in snow. Eventually got to the top, took a few selfies, blah, 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 felt good about myself. And then was like, oh, great. I'm soaked to the bone and now I need to walk all the way down again. Yeah, and that's the hard part. Well, going down
1: is the hard part.
0: Actually, my way up, I passed a group of four mountaineers who had snow poles. And I was like, they're just overreacting. It's not that bad. Mm -hmm. and then yeah i realized yeah i could probably use it's pretty bad and then i was looking at like advice for hey if you ever need to climb a munro in the snow you should have an ice axe ice axe
1: some proper boots
0: boots and a supply of water
1: and food and something warm a good signal device to get emergency calls in if you if you happen to die
0: and literally i didn't I, i was only when i got back to the car safely four hours later after i set off yeah I was kind of like, I'm an idiot. That was maybe a bit stupid. I, mean, I didn't yeah, tell you a did single. The, you
1: did the thing that you hear. You hear in the news, the people are like, "Oh, and there was just some random guy died in the <laughs> wilderness," and then everyone goes, "Oh, who's stupid enough to go out on their own, Colin?" It's because That's, I, that's what I, you did. I didn't realize. You just didn't
0: die until afterwards. I was like, I didn't actually tell anybody that I was decided to stop in Glencoe and climb in Monroe. So basically, what you did was by myself in trainers. Yeah, the,
1: uh, the 127 hours thing, but much less exciting.
0: Yeah, except I didn't get stuck between two rocks and I had to cut off my arm. Well, if you did get stuck
1: between two rocks, you probably would have died.
0: The most desperate I got was on the way down. I was like, man, I'm really thirsty. I've only I had a water bottle. Oh, wait, there's snow everywhere. And then I had some snow. And then there was yeah. a, an actual stream, so I just had some water. So he's drank, yeah. Um, but then I actually did cross my mind. I was kind of like, what would happen if i you know, fall? There was no way anybody was hearing me if I'd fallen. The wind was yeah, If you howling. fell and like, broke a leg or something. No mobile phone signal. I was kind of like, so how would this play out? You'd die. Eventually no eventually probably my flatmate would have noticed that I wasn't back it would have been days it would have been absolutely days yeah and then they're like oh man where could he be aye
1: you would be dead but you're not dead so it's an epic story so when they make a film of this who do you think
0: is going to act you I was going to say Bear Grylls but he's not really an actor but I, 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 felt, I feel he'd be able to convey my no, sense no he of, is an actor <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd be able to convey my sense of you know impending doom and having mm-hmm. to you know he'd be like oh man I only took one cereal bar what a rookie move. You know what? Donald Glover. Yeah, yeah, he could do that too, you know. He'd be the perfect Colin. So, no, so snowboarding didn't happen, but uh, an epic adventure in which I had to, you know, really use my wits did happen. It was fun. It was good. I really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm glad he didn't die, Colin. A bit stupid, but fun anyway.
1: I'm, I'm sure everyone that is currently listening is also glad he didn't die. Maybe one or two people out there wish he did die. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I mean... My dad, certainly. I mean th- wished you died. Yeah, well he's got other sons, you know, he can you know, it's not like he'd miss me. He wants to whittle them down so that the inheritance
1: isn't such a big deal.
0: Exactly. You know. Yeah. He's just starting off with the obvious ones. He's like, well the gay one
1: can go. Only the strongest will survive. They will <laughs> inherit all of my wealth. You know, the next one, you
0: know, Mike uh, Christopher, he's got no links to anybody. He can go. I know Christopher can go. Michael's got a girlfriend, so he's, you know, he's not really quite so expendable. Kenneth, he's, you know, married with a a, a oh, wife. Yeah, he's married. He's got kid. Yeah, no, yeah, he can't. He's he's the winner. He's sticking about, it, but no, no, I'm expendable, certainly.
1: Did you have the compulsion deep down in your heart to throw your phone over the
0: edge? Yes, I don't know what that is, but every single time I come to, like, a, don't know, walking over a bridge or somewhere, I'm just like, I could throw my keys off here. I could throw my phone off here.
1: Just imagine what would happen if I did that. Whoa.
0: (laughs) I don't know why that crosses my mind, but no, I did. It certainly did, but uh, thankfully I didn't. Anyway, James, I'm here. We're here. Seesaw Parade.
1: You are here. We're doing. One of them classic, really irrelevant, long intros, apparently. This is <laughs> 20 minutes of recording later.
0: This is not true. Uh, James, what's, uh, what's been your weekend survival story?
1: I went outside.
0: Made it back home. Is that literally it? I
1: didn't really do anything. You said survival story. I didn't do anything survivally. <laughs> did you? I did didn't we... drink my own urine, and not <laughs> even once.
0: Did you go outside and maybe not tell anybody where you were going?
1: Well, I never really do tell anyone where I'm going. But it's not really a death wish, it's just because I'm going to Tesco, it's just what? down the street. Maybe Lidl if I want some bakery. You can see what
0: friendless lives we lead? Well,
1: like, no. Is there anyone out there in the world that whenever they're leaving their abode, texts a friend to be like, hey, I'm just on my way to the shop.
0: Oh, maybe I don't it'd... report back in 30 minutes, Call the call the police. It depends on, I guess, where you're going. I mean, if you were saying, oh, by the way, I'm just catching a flight to Pyongyang. I'll be back in 10 years then maybe that's that's the occasion. Well, yeah,
1: no, I'm sure I would tell someone if I was on my way to to anywhere exciting. Like, if I was doing something that wasn't really boring, yeah, I'd tell someone. I'm off to Syria to fight ISIS. I've taken a sabbatical. To fight ISIS or to fight
0: with ISIS? That's the big question. Well, okay, I mean, either or would be equally surprising, especially for you, but you've certainly got the facial Do hair See
1: who See who approaches you first when you land. Is it going to be ISIS <laughs> or the other guys? Whoever, whoever the first recruiter that comes
0: over, you're like, I am with you. Right. Uh, enough. Enough. Let's let's actually talk about things. Welcome to Seats All Parade. Uh, I'm Colin and he's James.
1: And I still am, yes. Yeah,
0: he still is James. We're still uh, alive and kicking for the time being. And uh, we'll see how long that continues. Yeah, so-so. Let's uh, let's just crack on, shall we? You're, you're in charge, Colin. You are the boss for now. Okay. Um, for today. You're the boss right in this moment. For some reason, 2018 hasn't been the most newsworthy So far.
1: Yeah, there's not been so many like huge big celebrity deaths, there's no not been any big celebrity scandals, which has kind of got the fallout of, of uh, the celebrity sexual harassment and everyone's really bored of that now. So what yeah.
0: are we going to talk about, Colin? Well, one of the themes of uh, certainly the Oscars, which the um, the nominations uh, came out a few days ago, which we're just going to talk about, was, of course, at uh, the back of everybody's mind, the hashtag MeToo movement and everything in the, the wake of uh, well, essentially the allegations against uh, Kevin Spacey started last year. Uh, however... On the back of that as well has been kind of the, um, I, I, I guess, woman, more, rec- more recognition by the Academy of Women. You know, a couple of years ago it was Oscar So White, and now it's kind of like Oscar So. Oscar So Manly. Oscars, yeah, Oscar So Manly. In th- probably the most uh, startling fact that I noticed from this year's nominations was uh, Best Director, in which the nominees, let's just just get straight to it, Christopher Nolan, Dunkirk, Jordan Peele Mm -hmm. from Get Out, Mm -hmm. Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread, Mm -hmm. Guillermo del Toro, of course, The Shape of Water, and Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird. Now, Greta is the fifth woman to have been nominated for Best Director in 90 years of the Oscars. In all of ever. Yeah, she is the fifth woman in something like four hundred plus nominations. One Earth, that is staggering. I okay, go well, yeah, no, it is,
1: it is. I do want a secondary statistic, though. Uh, what like what percentage of films are made by female directors?
0: Well, that's also a valid argument, yeah,
1: because that's a solid one percent. That's a solid one percent of Oscar noms for directors have been to females. If it's five and five four hundred, it's ish it's about one percent right it's
0: it's close enough to one percent yeah so
1: what percent of films are made yeah what percent of films in the last 19 years 90 years were made uh were directed by females i don't know and the fact that not many are is a problem But it's hard to not reflect that into the nominations. If not many films are made by by females, then you can't really give them nominations.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, that's been the kind of overarching theme, and that will uh, continue to play out when the awards actually happen in February. Let's go to uh, Best Picture. just quickly, James, a, a rundown. Call Me by Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Ladybird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Any surprises there's really? A or lot
1: it... of movies. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's any surprises
0: there. No, everything there we've kind of talked about before. I mean, I haven't seen barely any of them,
1: and all, all these films—they've been given nominations for other awards of different kinds, and the Oscars kind of just copies everyone else.
0: That's how it works. Yeah. The the one thing that I wanted to ask you about was with the Best Picture nominations, they can pick 10 movies. Mm -hmm. They picked nine. Yeah. And they left one which they could have had for example the ones that i felt were uh, kind of uh, notable by their omission i tonya which is about tonya harding the disgraced skater from the 90s yeah. mudbound which uh the cinematographer became the first ever woman to receive a cinematography nomination mm-hmm. and the florida project which Willem defoe got a best supporting actor nod for why were none of those three chosen for like a 10th because they've got 10 spaces and they decided to give them to nine
1: yeah i'd say probably because the oscars never make any sense and don't really do things incredibly well i mean we complain like this is a we've heard this before for different um groupings of nominations they never they never seem to fill the roster and there's always arguably nom- nominee nominable nomin <laughs> nominatable noms there's, there's, there's arguable noms for loads of loads of either actors, directors, films in general, and they just don't feel the bill. I don't know how what the voting system's like. If they need to, if they need to get a certain percentage of the vote to get in, but whatever whatever way it works, it works kind of weird because there's some unusual nominations as well as people getting left out.
0: Yeah, the the thing that always strikes me is the big blockbuster films which fail. You know incredibly at the box office or even just are not very good and suddenly they end up with oscar nominations case in point suicide squad which got an oscar nomination last year for something like, what was it best visual effects maybe this year
1: yeah but that's best vfx
0: best animation
1: or did it... the boss baby oh yeah no yeah this one i can't really for for things like best vfx best editing best sound like the more technical things i think arguably the film doesn't have to do well if you've done a good job of the VFX, you should get an Oscar, even if your film was bad. But for the animation category, I think the, the Oscars are the laziest. Historically, they have just give they've just looked at the what films have made the most money this year. Let's put the top five as our nominations. That's it. Like Boss Baby. No one liked that film, but everyone saw it. So it's getting a nomination. Like, was well, it Lego Batman didn't even get one? Don't think so, no. Yeah. So that's the thing. I think, I don't even know if they just don't think animation is a is a valid film um, type. They don't seem to think it's real because they don't give it any consideration. They just pick some random ones and then always give the victory to whoever Disney made this year.
0: Well, a couple other uh, noms I want to get to just before we talk about the other two big categories. Logan uh, was given a nomination for best adapted screenplay, which I think is lovely. Yes.
1: Yeah, that's really cool because we never, like if if five years ago you said, hey, Wolverine's going to be an Oscar, Oscar (laughs) film. (laughs) <laughs> real soon i wouldn't have believed you i wouldn't i wouldn't have i wouldn't have taken any odds on that
0: yeah there's there's a few of them which are, are pleasant surprises uh, let's just go to the best actor and best actress uh, let's start with best actor shall we go to let's see we've got sally hawkins for the shape of water uh, frances big of course for three billboards she already won the golden globe and the sag Margo robbie for i tonya Ronan for ladybird and of course meryl streep for what is it 20th nomination or something mad there we go surprised meryl's on the list yep oh my goodness meryl streep (laughs) never saw that coming in regards to to meryl i mean obviously you've got people like Frances mcdormand who have been nominated and won before but maybe like two or three times meryl streep has been nominated an excess of 20 times like that to me just isn't fair if she's acting well then (laughs) it is (laughs) like and like, and the way that in school, the cleverest person would always win all this stuff, and you're like, "Oh, go away! Just stop being good at things. Let somebody else they win." Should just, for one. They
1: should have secondary awards. They should have the <laughs> yeah. best Meryl Streep award, and then the best <laughs> actress.
0: Yeah, uh, but no, no. Who's who's got a real shot here, Francis. That's about it. Do Do you really think it's a uh, it's done? It's it?
1: Well, it seems to be. The general, like, then again. They like to mess with us, so they just whenever we're all so sure who's gonna win a thing, they decide to just give it to some rando. So anyone's got it except francis So I don't know.
0: Let's just say Meryl Streep. I think I don't think Margot Robbie will get it. I don't think Short Ronan will get it. Although I think I'm almost certain that that is Short Ronan's third Best Actress nomination. I'm sure she's under twenty three, which is yeah, she's like thirteen. Incredible. uh I think that takes it down to... Yeah, she's
1: well, she's gotten good parts and she acts them well. I think,
0: yeah, Meryl Streep, I, th- I don't think she'll get it this year. I think she's had better performances and better films. No, surely not. Which leaves you with Frances or Sally Hawkins, who in The Shape of Water, I've, again, not seen it. It's not in the cinemas yet. Yeah,
1: no, uh, I, I guess yeah. she'd have to be, like, she'd have to put in a good performance because the film is all, it relies on her. Right.
0: So... It- I guess she's got a shout. Yeah, I think oh, I'll go with Francis for that one. Uh, and best actor, ooh, let's see Timothy Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name, Daniel Day-Lewis, of course, for Phantom Thread. In his final ever film. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out, Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour, and Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel Esquire. Uh, who would you pick out of, out of that lovely bunch, James? Who
1: would, I, who would I pick to win it, or who do I want to win it? Uh, let's go for both. Uh well, I actually have no idea who I think would win it. I mean, then again, they're probably just going to give it to Day-Lewis because he's open quotes, retiring, close quotes. Um, but I really want Daniel to win it.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the difficulty is that you've just said, da- there. you know, there's two Daniels in this category. So. Oh, sorry.
1: I did. I just said Day-Lewis for the first one though. So hey, uh, Kaluuya.
0: Kaluuya. Right. So... You're, you're kind of onto something there and that, yeah, you're right. Daniel Day-Lewis obviously has this kind of aura about him. He's often cited as the greatest actor of uh, this generation, the last 20 years. And there's no doubting oh, forever, he is obviously very yeah. talented. However, uh, because he's kind of, yeah, you're right, going into retirement, as you say, air quotes there, they might just be like yeah sure on you go have you yeah, can have. Yeah, have the oscar away you go you're such a good actor here you go and then he comes back out of retirement next year the nomination for denzel washington i think is just because it's denzel and it's a solid performance
1: yeah i think he's kind of becoming that guy too he seems to just get nominated when he does things
0: yeah well he was very good in fences last he, year he was very good he's, in that. yeah he's he's a great actor but
1: he's done some Pretty normal performances and gotten nominations, so I'm
0: less I'm less keen. Gary Oldman obviously has all the momentum because he uh, put on so much weight, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> well, yeah, but he's uh, he's also just he's excellent. He devours that film. He's he's brilliant. Then there's uh, Timothy Chalamet, who I said before, call me by your name, although not the kind of incredible film that people are painting into be is very good but he Timothy Chalamet is the best thing about it he's he makes the other people I've said this before he makes the other people in the film look like they're acting that's how good he is All oh, right
1: yeah yeah so he is he is the embodiment of the role everyone else looks like they're just trying to be yeah.
0: Yes however he will have other chances I mean he's only something like 22 he'll have the rest of his career to to get uh, to get actors to get actors. best actor to get Oscars aus- <laughs> yeah the one that I want to talk about, just very briefly, is Daniel Kaluuya. Now, Get Out was my favourite film of 2017. If you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. I
1: can't think if it's out on anything good
0: yet, anything use, anything normal. I
1: don't. I haven't seen it on
0: Netflix or Amazon. It's it's not out on anything like that. You have to yeah, go, go buy, buy it, it. it or download it illegally, which of course we would never recommend you do. Definitely buy it. Definitely don't download it conveniently. Get Out, yeah. Brilliant film. Fantastic. The only thing I'd say, and this is a, fin- a brilliant achievement for Daniel Kaluuya, and honestly I think the British media should be celebrating it more because when Eddie Redmayne was nominated they all went mad for him. Yeah,
1: you get, yeah. Maybe they'll still go mad, they're just a bit slow. But, like, Daniel,
0: his performance didn't blow me away. Like, he was good, but he wasn't-
1: Yeah, it's not really an Oscar-y performance.
0: Yeah, like, if you compare it to the other ones I've seen, he was good. I'm not denying he was bad, but I'm just saying I think he doesn't have a chance. Which is a bit of a shame because he is that film is so yeah.
1: brilliant. It's good that you get the nomination. That's. Because they, they'll put that on the posters forever now. So,
0: whenever he's in the film and Oscar nominated, Daniel Kaluuya. Well, Jordan Peele, a director of, of Get Out, actually tweeted afterwards. He said something like, you know, four Oscar nominations for this film, which cost something like five million and made 250 at the, the box office. And he says, look, you're the people who made this happen. This film came out last March. The fact that it's now being nominated for Oscars almost 11 months afterwards yeah. is a testament to just how good that film was. It was so off season and it's made it in. It's quite impressive yeah it's remarkable um thoughts overall there james on just the oscars generally we feeling we hyped for open races are quite quite easy
1: quite like some of the best i'd say best actress surely we all know who wins best actor still debatable and and it's really exciting to see that some of the more the less oscary films are getting nominated for things like because i was really really well, when The Shape of Water was still just rumory and we hadn't really seen any marketing for it or knew what it, how it was going to look, it didn't feel like it was going to be Oscars just because it's Del Toro and he never gets it. Yeah, he never makes a film like. But now, he he's he's getting a whole bunch of nominations, and I'm also really happy that Star Wars didn't get any of the uh, any of the big noms. It only got technical <laughs> ones, which like it deserves technical
0: ones. It was it, it looked nice. I think if it had got a Best Picture nomination, it would have devalued everything else. They would have devalued my life. <laughs> I really liked The Last Jedi. I don't know why. Well, we've, just, we've talked about that before. If you want to go and listen to our debate on The Last Jedi, go and listen to another episode. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Let's take up a very brief hiatus from the movies. We'll return to some uh, some news uh, shortly. Let's just talk about something I noticed a couple of days ago. The Doomsday Clock. Now, we've talked about this before.
1: Uh, the old Doomsday Clock.
0: Happy happy times. The bulletin of the atomic scientists—they are the ones who decide as to where the the big hand and the little hand are. Well, it's, it's more of the it's more of the big hand, isn't it? The, the, l- the little hand doesn't move. Yeah, the big
1: hand. The big hand. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay, so a couple of days ago, uh, the Bas the B A S decided to move the hand forwards by thirty seconds. Mm. We're now two minutes, two to, minutes midnight, to midnight or two midnight. minutes to the apocalypse yeah or the end of the world that's literally what this is james uh, i'll get to the reasons for that in a minute but initial thoughts two minutes to apparently the end of the world
1: well if we were at two and a half minutes to the end of the world a year ago then yeah i i would argue for a bit of progression in that front i would say we have gotten closer to the end of the world than we were We've done a really bad job of consolidating our ev- efforts to help the environment. We've done a really bad job of having no tensions between everywhere and Russia. We've done a bad job of getting rid of
0: nuclear weapons. So yeah, yeah, I'd say we've moved closer. Okay, so this is the closest the clock has been to midnight since 1953. <laughs> That's a long time. Uh, it, the clock itself was created in 1947. It's, uh, you know, if you had, it couldn't tell, it's a metaphor for kind of how close uh, mankind is to Destroying the world, destroying which is the world. Yeah, lovely. Uh, so that in 1953, that was kind of the year when uh, the U.S. and the Soviets tested their own hydrogen bombs, and this year has been North Korea kind of seeing how far they can shoot big pointy missiles, and also Donald Trump deciding to reverse every kind of environmentally friendly policy that was previously instated by the U.S. Yeah, and everyone digging into Russia hacking the world, and also last year the clock was also moved forward by 30 seconds. So. We've kind of moved over a, a whole minute in the space of essentially just over twelve months. Yeah.
1: So goodbye, everyone. Um, maybe one more well, episode. Well, I don't really know how much longer we're going to last here, but well, we've had a good run.
0: My question, James, is: Do we take the? Is, are we taking this seriously, or is it on face value, or is this kind of a hyped up drama? Oh, it's almost the apocalypse.
1: Well, yeah. I don't think anyone needs to do what you just did there which maybe you can do a replay of at some start point start stocking up
0: supplies and uh, get yourself a bunker yeah
1: i don't think we need to be like super dramatic about it it's it is, as you said a metaphor for the state of the world but i would say it is a a, a well-backed up metaphor a justified one and it should be something that we keep on our minds um as the little people the little insignificant people there's not much we can do uh, but you know as a lot of little people we can shift our voting we can keep in mind who's who's making us better off or worse off in terms of how close we are to destroying ourselves and vote accordingly
0: these are uh, you know heady days from 1981 when it was 17 minutes to midnight 17 minutes oh that sounds that sounds heavenly colin
1: i could (laughs) sleep easy at 17 minutes to midnight
0: yeah 14 minutes in the the 19 mid-1980s that's a lovely time of the world Great place what to be. What was
1: it in the mid nineties Colin?
0: It kind of, it kind of progressively gets worse as time goes on. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. This is the worst it's ever been. 2017 Man. was three minutes. 2015 it was four minutes too. And yeah, I mean, if you're taking it on a sliding scale, then yeah, we're really quite
1: close to this you year. I think we need to blame. I think we need to blame the internet. It's the only thing that's changed. We make the internet, the more, the, the more internet we have. The closer we are to killing ourselves,
0: I think the we, we we I suppose have to take this a little bit seriously because the body who kind of make this up are a bunch of Nobel laureates and yeah, there are experts people. in their various fields. Yeah, they're not just kind of a bunch of oh look, this is my grand's guild that she goes to every Tuesday. Yeah, you know these are a bunch of people who actually know what they're talking about. They don't get paid
1: according to how many people are thinking about the clock, right? They don't. They don't do it and then get an influx of money. So the only reason they would do it is because they think it's true. Okay,
0: uh, let's let's uh, leave the depressing thoughts about our impending deaths and, uh, and go back to the movies because hey, you know like pictures. staves away the thoughts for a little bit longer. You know, well, no, because we're going to talk about Tomb Raider, right? So uh, yeah, you're right. The new Tomb Raider. There's another trailer, and uh, James, I'm going to play a very short clip here of just okay uh, to give to give them a, a summary of this trailer it's your finger that's pulling this trigger you messed with the wrong family
1: <laughs> i'm doing I'm the sorry. adr for the film right now actually they're <laughs> gonna use my my voice
0: i love alicia Vikander. i think she's a fantastic actress absolutely but this looks absolutely dreadful i'll agree to that too yeah they've gone big and going big doesn't work these days Why do we have this movie? Why does this movie exist? Well, the last one was profitable, right? That was uh, the best part of a decade ago, if not longer.
1: Yeah, then they made the games and the games were profitable. I don't know, like, it's a marketable thing. You don't need to make this film look good to make people go and see it. It's a cheap thrills experience. People know what they're going to get, so they go and watch it. I think it's going to be a profitable film. They just need to fix the audio on their, on their trailers, and then people will actually go to watch it. We're getting the film because it's easy money. Now, I never
0: saw the second... I think Angelina Jolie did two Tomb Raiders, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I have no idea. I remember... I've, I've kind of... Memories of seeing the first one, and remember that she was quite cool. Like, you know, almost James Bond, except with more cleavage.
1: Yeah, James Bond, but had breasts
0: which i'm sure they'll probably and one and two guns instead of one gun true yeah no two guns um yeah but she but she was also quite you know she she looked like she knew what she was doing
1: no she was a capable a capable Uh, character
0: whereas in this one aye, alicia vikander just screams a lot she does scream a little
1: bit too much um and i think the same guys that did the audio engineering for the mummy the latest the mummy film that, with the weird screams in that one, I think it's the same company. It's the only thing. They, they really do not do dialogue, screamy films well in these trailers. Okay. It must be the same
0: company. Well, talking off The Mummy, let's just very quickly talk about The Dark oh, yeah. Universe, which we have uh, kind of touched on before. What a segue. So this was originally... If you'd listened to Seesaw Parade for the last couple of years, there were originally plans by Universal Pictures to create their own Marvel-esque universe where various characters were interact with each other. The first film would be The Mummy. They were going to have, you know, Frankenstein or Bride of Frankenstein, Invisible Man. They had all these plans. One by one, due to the bomb that was The Mummy... These plans have all fallen yep. by the wayside. I blame
1: the I blame the bad marketing on that. I think if they had a, a well done scream, they would have gotten a hundred tickets <laughs> instead of
0: fifty. So now, Universal are going to reconfigure, in their own words, the entire franchise after <laughs> the writer for Invisible Man decided to step away. Yeah. So I think this yeah. means so, that.
1: So everyone's just realizing it's a bad idea and leaving.
0: Yeah, yeah. Essentially, this is it. The, the dark universe as we know it is over oh no such a loss for humanity <laughs> i can't say i'll lose any sleep over that you one. you know
1: what this doomsday clock needs to go on five more seconds
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, and uh, lastly a couple of bits of uh, marvel news brie larson my fave <laughs> is, is uh back Oh, still your fave eh oh brie is a is a wonderful woman I, I i would i would love to shake her hand one day i'm sure
1: you will after staring from afar. Okay. Uh,
0: anyway, so the uh, the first set photos of her as Captain Marvel have uh, have been unveiled. Not sure if it's for Avengers 4 in which she's uh, rumored to have a part or her own uh, her own movie. It's basically the costumes kind of a take on it's not the classic costume they usually save that or keep it under wraps at least until like the end of the film or until the next film. Yeah, and film. then they get their proper costume. So it's kind of a riff on some old comic book styles. Have you seen the pictures, James? What do you think? I thought
1: she looked alright. I don't think it was particularly interesting. I don't think it was particularly uh, surprising. I think quite a lot of superheroes these days just get the same look, but for different figures and different colours. I don't know. It
0: works, but it's not, it's not exciting. Okay, well, over to another uh, female in the Marvel Universe, Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> I say uh, Pepper plays Pepper Potts, you know, that character everybody knows. and
1: Everyone loves Pepper. She's, whew, what a character.
0: Yeah, great character. She's confirmed her involvement in mm-hmm. Avengers 4 or th- a 3 or 4, I can't remember. Uh, but she essentially was asked what her role would be and she said pepper Potts. i don't know oh wait there's a lot of green screen <laughs> that's all i know
1: she's just gonna be somewhere uh, <laughs> and there's gonna be explosions all around her and she'll need to be saved or she'll save herself you never know these days. does that
0: mean that she's in some sort of like alien planet if she's standing in front of loads no, of they green, green screen everything
1: nowadays you want to go out in the street green screen you want to be sitting in an office green screen
0: uh, uh, do we care that Pepper Potts is in, are, are going to be in this is going to be in this film?
1: The thing I would like to hear more of is who isn't going to be in this film because everyone is in this film. I think it'll be a shorter list. Everybody, even I'm in this film. James is in this film. I am. I'm in this film. See if you can find me. Let me know if you spot me. They said I've definitely made the final edit. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, they did shoot some stuff in Edinburgh. So you might be an extra. Hey, who, who knows?
1: knows? Hey, who knows?
0: Uh, yeah. So, so there's that. And then, lastly, last bit of news: uh, Spider-Man Two is well, Spider-Man Homecoming Two, sorry, uh, sorry, is heading to cinemas uh, next summer. Uh, it's starting to film in the UK with casting looking for a femme fatale. Oh, I've got, a, I've got a good slim figure i can wear a wig i can i can flash a smile at the camera playing an extra in avengers 4 to being the femme fatale and spider-man homecoming avengers 4 is how they're going
1: to introduce me to the universe
0: the the one problem i have with these kind of home spider-man homecoming trilogy is that they're meant yeah i think they're meant to be filming three of them tom holland is already in his early 20s by the time they film this one... Yeah,
1: just make him go to college.
0: And they, but he's meant to... Oh, I suppose I could do that. But I thought they were setting the entire thing. Like, one was meant to be in his junior year, one was going to be his senior year, and one was going to be his, his final year. That's how I thought they were going to do Maybe,
1: it. Maybe, but then he's, a, he's, just aging, he's just aging funny. Because
0: like, he's, he's, he's Spider-Man. It's like that actress who they had in Black Mirror who was meant to be 15 and looked oh, at least man, 35. that still gets me.
1: It was just so funny. <laughs> I know. The re- like, it was the biggest reveal in that episode for me was that the character was supposed to be 15.
0: She was like, how are you meant to be... You can't do that with a 15-year-old girl. And you're like, wait, who are like, we talking oh, about? Wait, he's got, he's got a second girl
1: going on? Like... <laughs> Man, I better (laughs) Google the actress. She might have actually been
0: 15. That would be horrible. Yeah. So do we care? Spider-Man Homecoming 2?
1: I I do care about Spider-Man Homecoming 2. I think the first... Like, the film was good. The the first one. Uh, I like Spider-Man being in good films. I missed Spider-Man being in good films. I hope that the second one's more adventurous, though. Like, actually interesting. Not just a standard. Here's a guy. Saves the day. He says a funny thing. Hey.
0: But that's kind of what Spider-Man does, though. That's kind of his shtick. You know, he's, he saves somebody, he has a, a cool quip. A quip. He likes them quips. I don't know,
1: maybe they'll, maybe they'll think of something. There's
0: creative people around. Anyway, last, let's finish up. Uh, we've got just just the kind of the, the, the big the big hitters this week. Nothing, nothing uh, too minor. The Grammys. No, no small fries. Uh, the Grammys were this weekend. And uh, to be fair, not an awful lot of surprising winners. The Me Too and the times up movement still very strong all the artists were carrying white roses but uh, f- despite the fact that they had you know all but one of the album of the year nominees play all of whom happened to be male and the one who didn't get to play was Lord, but maybe
1: she didn't want to play because she was wearing a very flimsy dress she had like it was it had a bit of paper on it you know
0: <laughs> Maybe, didn't want, didn't, James, want to maybe. Ta- didn't want
1: to tear the tear the
0: poem. It was kind of some classic winners. Bruno Mars actually, I think, won uh, both Song of the Year for "That's What I Like." That's what I like, uh, and uh, I, I haven't even heard it. It's, it's not that it's actually okay. It's kind of cash Yeah, no, it won't be great. And he also won Album of the Year. He did. He did. um
1: I, I think the only feedback I've heard from the world in any sense is is uh, our good pal Christopher Morrison saying that our other good pal Donald Glover should have won.
0: Well this is, the th- I was going to say, there was uh, a few nominees, Childish Gambino, Kendrick, both missed out. Yeah. In, uh, the, the, but the fact is, the Grammys have never been very kind to kind of rap slash hip hop slash anything which isn't generic radio... The generic radio, yeah, yeah. ...stuff. Yeah.
1: Like, who cares about the Grammys? They don't ever do good music.
0: One thing that did come from the Grammys, which was slightly more newsworthy, was uh, James Corden, everybody's least favourite comedian, who no, 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 did a sketch Colin, with... Colin, a...
1: he is really not a comedian. <laughs> okay. You've, you've just mistitled him there. He's everyone's least favourite... Person
0: <laughs> James Gordon, everyone's least favorite English person. We already to, you know, you know okay, you qualify spirit, a little bit because Donald Trump exists. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, James, uh, Mr. Corden, there got a bunch of musicians and Hillary Clinton to read excerpts of Fire and Fury the uh, tell all mm-hmm. book about the trump white house administration uh, and apparently it was you know it was a, an attempt to win best spoken word album oh the lols uh, let's just play a very really short clip it was a good sketch. of uh, hillary clinton reading out a sketch about uh reading out a, a bit about trump and mcdonald's
1: he had a long time fear of being poisoned one reason why he liked to eat at mcdonald's nobody knew he was coming and the food was safely pre-made. That's it. We've got it. That's the one. You think so? Oh, yeah. The Grammy's
0: in the bag? Yeah. M- Jamie, mean, is- she's
1: not an actor, so good on her. But th- this was weird. It was. No, tra- like I've never felt more weirded in my life. I have. But I've, I, was, I, like, I genuinely
0: felt uncomfortable watching that. I mean, I know not many of the musicians at the Grammys will have been Trump supporters, certainly not outwardly. No. But this is a very political statement to make. If you're just like, yeah, the whole of the musical Western world hates you, Trump. Here we go. Here's us reading a book about how inept you are.
1: Yeah, I don't really... Like, it's the Grammys. Personally, I've never really cared about them. So I don't really care what kind of statements they want to make. But if you want to make a statement or you want to try and be funny, make the statement and be funny. Like, do one of those things. This was just a cheap attempt at, at, at a laugh. And because it's Trump, we all have to laugh. And you could tell that it wasn't done in a way that was creative. They were just like, well, people will actually just have to laugh at this because it's Donald Trump. Like they didn't try. It was really, it was. And then Hillary, just as always, <laughs> makes my bones cringe.
0: Yeah, she, uh, it was a funny one. And I think she was still trying to kind of hold on to the zeitgeist of, you know, the women who nearly beat Trump. Oh, yeah, Hillary, we, we like you. Not, we, do, I mean, we we still don't like you that much, but we like you more than we like Donald. That's about it. But then
1: she also looks like she's an alien all the time. And it just creeps me out.
0: Just in, in uh, the last few minutes or last few hours, sorry, uh, just before we, we wrap up, I see that the director of the CIA says that Russia will target the US midterm elections and also in the next few months, North Korea will have the ability to strike the U.S. with nuclear missiles. So, James, as we were saying. Two minutes to midnight. Two minutes to midnight. Sounds about right to me. The, it's more the claim that he expects the Russians to target the midterm elections. That, oh, they will. It's bold, especially just to say that out loud, though.
1: Well, yeah, but we're allowed to now because they released that document about how Russia's hacked everything for the last 20 years. So it's kind of just like, oh, well, they're going to do it again.
0: How about, how about that for a bold claim? Well, he's actually said in a quote, We're gonna go out there and do our damnedest to steal secrets on behalf of the American people, and I wanted to get back right. on the front foot. You go get him, Tiger. <laughs> His name's Mike Pompeo. Oh.
1: like that. that is a good surname. He should have led with yeah, that. He should have been like Mike Pompeo says, so. and I would have I would have been much more of a fan.
0: I was gonna say it's he's uh erupted, but no, that's that's Pompeii. No. It's kind, of, it's
1: kind of close. Yeah, but it sounds the same. Like that would be the pun that anyone would make. That's a great you, surname to you have. Can't though, come back to it two minutes later and be like, "Hey, I thought of a pun that I should have said two minutes ago."
0: if you could change your last name, I mean, Stone is quite a. It's a decent surname. It's quite you know, strong sounding. Yeah, quite Hardy. Pompeo it takes some being I've met a Dirk Schwager before. That's quite cool. A Dirk Schwager. Dirk, <laughs> not derp, <laughs> not Dirk Schwager. No, Dirk. Derp. Dirk. Dirk. Dirk Schwabber. That's an awesome surname. Schwabber. Dirk. Dirk (laughs) Schwabber. Okay, enough. It's better than McDonald anyway. Who wants to be called McDonald? Whoa, whoa. We are the most
1: significant clan in the world.
0: Where's your farm, James? Off you go back to your
1: farm. Well, no. Like the old man's got it.
0: But you're like going to inherit that farm. Who, you will who inherit is. that farm. And then you will be... Maybe
1: one day I will be the oldest McDonald <laughs> and they will give me the farm. Who knows? I don't think I'm going to live that long, but maybe it will happen.
0: You know, with an oink going here and an oink going there?
1: Mm, depends. I think I'd make the farm uh, a, a, a protein a protein-efficient establishment and I would exclusively raise crickets. So it's more of a chirp-chirp <laughs> here and a chirp-chirp there.
0: Okay. Chirp, uh. chirp
1: in, in your boots. Chirp, chirp in your pockets. Chirp, <laughs> chirp in your ears. Chirp, chirp in your throat. Enough. Oh no, the crickets have killed
0: everyone. In that case, don't change your surname just so I can see your cricket farm play out.
1: Yeah, I'm going to save the world, man. Less of this inefficient <sighs> pig and cow meat. More yeah. cricket meat. Well, cricket protein.
0: Yeah, we're, we're all going to have to start eating bugs soon. That's why I keep hearing that we're going to run out of food and we're going to have to start yeah. eating wasps yeah. and stuff. This, like,
1: beef Beef is horribly inefficient. How? It takes like a hundred times as much food to make a beef as it does just to eat the food in well, the first place. No, but but the beef comes from the cow, and the cow is dead. Yeah, but the cow's got to eat like a hundred billion bits of corn, right, in its life. It's got to eat so much corn. Why don't we just eat the corn ourselves? Because Skip then you don't the cow, get the beef. Eat the corn. Yeah, who cares? People, People who like beef. Save the world, man. Set that doomsday clock back half an hour.
0: <laughs> half an hour. Stop eating cows. We, we, go, sa- we save the world. Go from- yeah, man.
1: Cows, cows, are to blame for like <laughs> a, most of the doomsday clock. Two minutes to
0: midnight. To thirty-two minutes to midnight because we stop eating beef.
1: Just if we all stopped eating cows, because because yeah cuz cuz they take up so much of the land killing all the trees all of the good all land that and they also fart all the time <laughs> exactly yeah. like it's how they're cows are the worst for the environment stop eating cows eat corn instead right
0: so forget about global warming forget about the concern of a potential for nuclear war just stop eating cows did
1: i say forget about those things solve those so- solve those <laughs> as well but man like stop eating cows that's much easier what about chickens and man, no, it's exclusively crickets and other <laughs> bugs.
0: Okay, um, on that note, James, I, I believe it's uh, it's time to end. Right. Uh And who knows? I may have another dreadful slash awe-inspiring survival story for you next week. I look forward to
1: you being an idiot and almost killing yourself.
0: Well, I'm in London, so, you know, chances are I've got more chance now of dying in London than I do here, so... Well, yeah i mean so long as it's almost dying it's a fun story
1: just you know come back to the
0: podcast to share yeah, i i mean i've kind of jinxed it now the thing is people are now going to use this clip if of course they do die and now you can be like oh he, he predicted it last week on Caesar parade when you die
1: yeah well and then my new podcast of just me is going to be so popular Okay,
0: right enough i'll see you next week
1: okay all right
0: all right boss you'll see your severance package on the way out
1: also, bye bye everyone else. Colin forgets about you all the time.